a turning point for U.S. manufacturing. But the future is as murky as the data are strong. Good day, everybody. This is Cliff Waldman, and you are listening to Cliff Notes on the global manufacturing picture. Welcome to this week's episode. I am the host of this show on Manufacturing Talk Radio, one of many shows on talk radio. The June data show a clear turning point for the U.S. manufacturing sector. But with the coronavirus spiking, the looming possibility of lockdowns in large parts of the country, growing uncertainty about U.S. policy stimulus, as well as geopolitical uncertainty in our in growing tensions with China, it is just not a time to call the all clear for the U.S. factory sector. We will do today what we always do on Cliff Notes episodes. We will look at key data. Retail sales just came out this morning. The Institutes for Supply Management Purchasing Managers Index and the report that surrounds it. The Industrial Production Report from the Federal Reserve will place them in the context of the broader, difficult picture, and then we'll think for a little bit about the future. As businesses were reopening in May and June, the U.S. consumer continued spending on goods in June. The Census Bureau reported a strong 7.5% increase in retail sales for June on top of an 18.2% increase in May. These are unheard of spending numbers, but you lock up the U.S. consumer and you let them out and they spend. The strange situation that we have been living through is really exemplified by clothing sales in June. They were up 105.1% are over May, although they are in June, they are still, even after that, 23% uh, below year-ago levels. Other strong categories of spending in June were furniture and electronics, both of which by more than 30%, reflecting what has been a strong housing market that has supported a very shaky and very difficult picture, even as we show recovery. Aggressive consumer spending and improvement in Chinese economic data with that country returning to growth, albeit very mild growth, and the end of deliberate coronavirus-induced factory shutdowns in the United States resulted in June being what I can easily call, at least in terms of the data, a definitive turning point in the manufacturing sector after an historic crash in output. At 52.6%, the Purchasing Managers Index, released by the Institute for Supply Management, signaled growth in the manufacturing sector, a short-term outlook growth in the manufacturing sector for the first time since February with the indices for new orders and production, as well as the backlog of orders, showing dramatic jumps from slightly above 30% to the mid-50s. In fact, the new orders index showed the largest monthly increase since records began 
in January of 1948. Of the 18 manufacturing industries in the Institute for Supply Management survey, 11 reported growth in new orders, 13 industries reported growth in production. Survey respondent comments for June were what I would refer to as cautiously optimistic. Most survey respondents from a wide swath of manufacturing industries saw businesses getting better. They're expecting a better second half. All of the things that you would expect to go along with a recovery with better data. It is interesting that there is continued concerns about supply chain disruptions and supply chain financial health. Respondents, manufacturing respondents to the Institute for Supply Management Survey are well aware that the coronavirus remains a risk for spreading and that the spreading can, as happened much earlier this year, cause significant supply chain disruptions and supply chain risks. And we'll be following that very carefully both here on Cliff Notes and on my other show, Manufacturing Matters. The industrial production report from the Federal Reserve was probably a unique one in its nearly 100-year history. If you look at the June number for manufacturing growth, you see optimism, 7.2% growth in manufacturing output above May. But if you look at the second quarter as a whole and looking at these things quarterly, given the volatility in monthly numbers, is not a bad idea. You see a contraction of 47%, an almost unheard of contraction of 47%, even though the quarter in June ended well. The total industrial production index, in fact, which is manufacturing plus mining plus utilities, had its largest quarterly contraction since retrenching after World War II. Output gains in June were broad-based in manufacturing, with every subsector showing gains. Nonetheless, motor vehicles continue to sort of lead the way in this tentative manufacturing recovery. They showed a second consecutive triple-digit output gain. In June, motor vehicle and parts output grew by 105% after one, a 120% gain in May. Although, even, uh, remarkably, even after two triple-digit gains, motor vehicle output remains almost 25% below year-ago levels. And it's partially a consequence that um, motor vehicle plants were just simply shut down to protect against the spreading coronavirus. You shut down large plants like that, and you reopen them, and you get these very strange numbers. So, all told, the, the better growth in China, the generally better growth for the U.S., the better manufacturing data, 
Certainly the better consumer spending data, the retail sales spending data, spending on goods, all show that we have a turning point. But the question, but for the, the turning point question is not so much what the data show, but that they have been very good is, are we at a turning point that is just going to take us into a normal, sustainable recovery? And that is as much of a question, as much of a concern as the data themselves are a plus. We all hear daily headlines that once again we are seeing a surge in the incidence of coronavirus cases, deaths, hospitalizations, the data on the virus in large states and, uh, and in a growing number of states, Florida, Arizona, Texas, California, are quite disturbing, especially since we thought that perhaps the summer – and the summer heat specifically, would mute the transmission of the virus. It did anything but that, and we may have to really rethink our forecast as a result of that. We are, and it's not so much the virus itself, although that will keep consumers from the stores, will keep people from flying, but in addition to that, it's the policy possibilities of shutdowns and lockdowns that we are seeing in California, that we are seeing possible, uh, some of in Texas that we are going to see elsewhere. So the question you have to ask is, in, while the economic numbers show that we are getting past the worst of a disaster brought upon by a terrible pandemic, are the pandemic numbers themselves show that we are sliding back to March and April, and if that's the case, is that going to slide our recovery backwards as well? That's the main question for the future, for the short-term future. We also have some other concerns to deal with. Rising tensions between the United States and China, even as China slowly gets back to growth, and it did report a growth number, a modest one for that country, uh, above 3%. But is the tension that we are feeling more and more of with China, the geopolitical and economic tensions with China, is that going to have a negative impact for what is clearly looking like, finally, a manufacturing recovery? In addition to that, we have two bouts of uncertainty within the U.S., one is stimulus. Unemployment checks, federal additions to unemployment checks are scheduled to run out at the end of July, at the end of this month. It is uncertain as to whether or not they will continue. And with, while unemployment claims have certainly fallen as jobs have been gained, a good story, Unemployment claims remain above a million on a weekly basis. While that is certainly a better story relative to the nightmare of the earlier months of this year, in any broad context, even in the context of the Great Recession, that is a horrible number of unemployment claims. So if unemployment claims are still a million a week, although better, and we're not sure what is going to happen, 
to the economic stimulus that has to some extent sustained consumer spending. You put the two together, and are those retail sales numbers that I have been describing to you in, re- in, in this episode and in recent episodes that clearly have been one thing that have propelled a manufacturing recovery, are they at risk? I think they are. Finally, there's election uncertainty in the United States. We, I won't comment on the election specifically, but we have a growing uncertainty about the outcome of the election, and it, we have two candidates with vastly different outlooks at economic policy, and uh, both in terms of substance and management, and that, too, is a great uncertainty. So while the data are better, while the data suggest a definitive turning point, a clear, unequivocal turning point in June for the end and the, uh, and the upward end of what was, can only be described as a crash in U.S. manufacturing output, I can't call the all clear. I can't say that we're in a recovery that's sustainable. The surge in the virus itself makes that a very tough call to make, and we have to watch it. The virus itself is going to create fear among consumers going to stores, among consumers getting on airplanes. We saw some uptick in air travel, but now it's pulling back. That's significant for the U.S. and for the global economy. I can't call the all clear. Here on my show and at Manufacturing Talk Radio in general, we will be watching a very difficult, very unclear situation. Until next time, this is Cliff Waldman saying, I look forward to speaking to you and we'll do our best to keep you on top of a very difficult time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.